You are listening to Soberoso, a show dedicated to alcoholics, survivors of abuse, addicts, overcomers of great tragedies, and those of us with mental health issues too. At Soberoso, we celebrate many different roads to recovery and the journey many people have taken to turn their lives around. It doesn't matter if you are young, old, black, white, or rainbow. At Soberoso, we invite you to listen in as we have casual conversations with regular people like you and me who have against all odds turned their lives around and are now living happy, purposeful lives. So please join us now in sharing our passion for recovery. Explicit content warning. This podcast deals with mature subject matter that may not be suitable for young children. It may contain profanity, talk of drugs, alcohol, sex, crime, and abuse. So please proceed with caution. At Soberoso, we celebrate many different paths to recovery and are open to discussing all of these options. We are not affiliated with AA nor represent Alcoholics Anonymous in any way, shape, or form. Hey beautiful peeps, welcome to another episode of Soberoso, where we invite guests and listeners to join us, sharing our passion for recovery. My name is Dora, I am a recovering alcoholic and an addict, and I am the host of this show. Today I'm going to be sharing a very personal experience with you and uh, yeah we'll just get into it earlier this week I had a complete mental breakdown shit hit the fan and uh, that happened on a Wednesday today's a Sunday and I'm still feeling the aftershocks of that event. And I decided that I just needed to talk about it. You know, my disease, the alcoholism, the addiction, doesn't want me to talk about this. My disease tells me that I shouldn't feel this way I shouldn't be this way, I should be stronger, I should know better, that I'm weak, that I'm failing, that I'm not enough, that I'm not a good friend. And this cycle of thoughts is like an emotional relapse. You know, this whole experience I'm learning through, I'm growing through, I'm learning to dive deeper, and through it all, drinking and drugging never crossed my mind once. That alone is a huge success. That alone is massive, because I drank and drugged for 30 years. And many of those times were to escape feelings and emotions that I just went through. And with all that years of my drinking and drugging career, that was my solution. You know, when something came over me or something that made me nervous or anxious came over me so strongly like it did this week, my only coping skills back then 
were to get a drink and take the edge off or to drug to to a point that I didn't feel because I didn't want to feel the way I was feeling but not this time I have uh, been two years now without a drink but my sobriety date is uh, December 2nd 2018 when I can claim that I'm clean and sober so uh, a year and a year and a half without drinking or drugging you can hear about that in other episodes about the relapse but still two years without alcohol is a huge victory for me one day without alcohol or substance is a victory we all only have one day at a time so yeah I have this uh, emotional sobriety relapse the thinking patterns, the negative thinking patterns of, of how I used to think about myself and how how I struggled at the hands of other people telling me these thoughts that eventually became my own you know I'm not good enough I'm not trying hard enough I should be better prior to this breakdown um, you know now that that the breakdown happened I can look back at the hindsight with hindsight and see that I had some symptoms leading up to this in the last uh, couple of months yeah a couple of months you know I, I I felt like I was getting triggered I guess or something was happening but being so young in recovery you know I drank and drugged for 30 years and my brain is wired to think and feel and experience a certain way the recovery is a whole new deal for me so I relapsed in my my thought patterns my thinking patterns specifically in a negative cycle of insanity but now that I can look back um, you know I had some symptoms that were coming up I uh, had been sleeping well for months, you know, sleeping for four or five hours during the night, having late afternoon naps, feeling physically exhausted, overwhelmed. My eating habits had totally been off. You know, I was working my ass off during the day on all these projects that I'm so passionate about and uh, you know by the time I'm done for me to unplug and unwind means you know I'm in my room watching Netflix where I don't have to think but at this time is when these bad eating habits come in you know and I want to snack and I want to to eat and it's late at night and it's uh, it's not good for me and I recognize that probably a month ago and I, I tried, you know, make it all these plans to myself to correct that. Like tomorrow, I'm not going to eat after eight. Tomorrow, I'm okay. I'm only going to do it eat on the weekends in bed. Like not. Anyways, my eating habits were totally uh, out of whack too. So I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't eating right. I was often waking up crying with no apparent reason crying too easily for no apparent reason you know feeling depressed asking myself am I depressed questioning my sanity you know I've been kind of uh, reflecting over my story you know my timeline of events and um, You know since I'm in recovery I have a chance to look back at my life and there were several times in my life where I was diagnosed with postpartum depression diagnosed with manic depression 
psych evaluations that I had people telling me, you know, I needed to seek help. And for many years, I just self-medicated over that. So these thoughts have been coming back into my mind over the last month or so, you know. Is there underlying causes? Am I still depressed? And uh, that's scary to me because, you know, being an addict or an alcoholic, in my case, I want to escape my feelings. I want to escape what's going on. And... Prescription drugs, this is how I feel about it, you know. I just, it scares me. It scares me because there are so many side effects that come from it. It's not a easy diagnosis that this is what you have and this is what you need to take and you'll be better. You know, a lot of it's trial and, and error and uh, reevaluating and adjusting dosages, which can come with extreme side effects that scare the shit out of me. So these symptoms, questioning my own sanity. Am I? Am I still depressed? This negative thought cycle, you know, that just spirals out of control. I I have also noticed that I was easily getting aggravated <laughs> over little shit and uh, you know I, I could see myself behaving this way and then ask myself like what why am I acting like this like who cares you know simple stupid things behaviors of other people actions of other people little situations that were just getting under my skin too easily and when that happens I don't like the way I feel Again, these are symptoms leading up to my day of a complete breakdown. You know, we are here in, in COVID and in isolation, and I have been alone a lot. And uh, it's hard to take a break. It's hard to take downtime for me because I'm comfortable in my home, and where I am, it's it's so hot and it's so uncomfortable outside that even on, you know, a down day or a break from technology, I don't have a desire to leave my house because it's so uncomfortable in the heat. We're in COVID. I shouldn't be socializing anyway. So, you know, that's just reinforced isolation on top of isolation on top of isolation. So I don't have the desire to socialize really with other people. And normally I'm a pretty social person. Another one of my symptoms, you know, looking back now is that because of these feelings, I have even been trying to regulate my caffeine intake, which I've never done that in my life, ever. But looking back over the past month, you know, I, I love my coffee in the morning to get me started and get my day going. About six weeks ago, I I must have already been aware to, to, you know, this anxiety or nervousness within me because about six weeks ago, I, for the first time in my life, bought decaf coffee. I can't believe it. Like, you know, I thought people that drank decaf, decaf coffee were... You know, what's the point? But I, I even did that, you know. I, uh, I bought decaf coffee and I had one of those cups, you know, in the late afternoon instead of regular coffee. And then over just the last couple of weeks, my regular coffee in the morning, I've started mixing half decaf and half caffeinated Again, a symptom of me trying to somehow self-correct this anxiety and nervous underlying state that I couldn't even pinpoint on my own. So these are all things that were going on before my actual 
complete breakdown. Wednesday, uh, I was finally able to have a talk with my, my sponsor who's been out of town and on the road for quite some time. And, uh, you know, she has her own life. She's going through her own things and she's actually going through some pretty big things. So my disease and my ism and my mentality tells me, you know, I, that I don't want to burden people with my problems. They have their own problems to deal with. Why would they want to listen to me? I got to figure this shit out on my own. You know, I can't depend on other people. I shouldn't depend on other people. I'm a grown woman. Why do I have to talk to somebody else to figure out what's going on with me? And, and how horrible am I to burden somebody with what's going on in my life when they're already going on with heavy shit in their own life? You know, like, how selfish is that? This is the way my head thinks. It's so difficult to reach out to another person. I guess uh, for me that goes way back. You know, I uh, I always saw the value in communication. I've always wanted communication. And I know the importance of communication. But I also, I also, uh, I grew up in a, a situation where I didn't feel comfortable to talk about what was going on. I didn't feel like I could communicate that it was allowed or that it was acceptable, I guess. And uh, the experiences I've been through in my life with men and other relationships, I'm used to holding it all inside, pushing it down, burying it, not saying anything at all, walking on eggshells, not to upset the other person, trying to, you know, direct the mood into a happy state or just burying my feelings, really. And I guess that still lingers deep within my thoughts and my own experiences of uh, having a hard time communicating and not feeling like, like I do, like I'm a burden. Like, I don't want to bother people. So, um, I finally got this chat with my sponsor on Wednesday. And, uh, you know, I had reached out to her, I think, a week before. But, as I said, she was going through some heavy shit on her own. And we weren't able to connect. So, when we did connect on uh, Wednesday morning told her, you know, I said, I think I'm being triggered and I don't know what it is. And I was crying from the moment she picked up my call. And, you know, again, I'm telling her, why am I fucking crying? Like, why am I crying right now? I haven't even said anything yet. And I'm crying. Like, what's, what's going on with me? Thankfully, thankfully, she is uh, an amazing woman with a lot of experience in several different 12-step programs. And she was there for me. She said, let's talk it out and let's, let's see where these triggers are coming from. What is doing this to you? And I bawled and I told her situations that were going on. And, and with my own vision and my own perspective, I could not even see what it was that was triggering me. But with the help of of my sponsor, she was able to identify it. And because of, you know, doing a thorough fourth and a fifth step with her, she knows all about me and my past and, and what I've been through and what I've been through even, you know, in my first year and a bit of recovery, I've been through the ringer. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. She knows me and 
she was able to tell me exactly why I was being triggered. And, uh, you know, I was taking on too much and I was trying to be a friend to two other friends is completely different situation that do not have a program, that are not working a program. And, you know, they, both of my friends are totally unaware of this, but their experiences and me just listening was triggering my own trauma and reopening my own wounds that have barely been healed. And, uh, you know, I couldn't see it because it wasn't my situation, it wasn't my story, but there were parts of it, the underlying causes of these stories that were the same. So I got to talk to my sponsor about this and, uh, you know, with all her wisdom, she said, get the fuck out of there, you gotta back up, girl, you are, I can't give what I don't have, basically. My emotional sobriety was rocked to the core. I, I don't have the strength to give right now. And this is what set in that cycle of, I'm not a good enough friend. How I can't even listen to my friends. I can't even be there for my friends. What if this happens? What if that happens? This is gonna happen. Oh my God, the roof is falling in. Like just this spiral of insanity. And, and when my thoughts get into that, type of thinking it's insanity it's like an in, an eternity of insane thinking and it feels like forever it feels like this is my life forever it feels like this has been happening forever and if I can step back and take a look you know that that's not the truth the truth is Shit hit the fan on one day, and I lost my shit for one day. I still have a great life. I'm still doing amazing things. I'm still working on my recovery. I'm still working with other alcoholics and addicts. And that insane thinking and that insanity cycle of nuts is not forever. But when I am in that moment experiencing it, it feels like forever. It feels like so heavy, so dark. Before I even talked to my sponsor, you know, I, I've been doing a lot of praying. I've been crying out to my God. You know, asking God to to be with my friends and to take care of them, admitting that I'm powerless. I'm powerless over people, places, and situations. I can't do anything about this. God will restore my sanity. And I gotta let him. Back to basics, step one, two, three. I can't, he can, I think I'll let him. Crying out to my God, sobbing, weeping. Remove my difficulties, God. Take this from me. Remove the darkness. Take it away from my life. I know I'm not my trauma. I'm not in those situations. I'm not in that place anymore. But these triggers and these traumatic experiences still come back to haunt me and I hate it you know I, I, I feel like I should be further along I shouldn't feel these things anymore you know I have physically removed the drugs and the alcohol I'm working a program I'm learning to love myself you know why do these things of the past still have a grip on me when the hell are they going to leave me alone? I just hate that there's any power in the past. So I cry out to God. And 
I told my sponsor and all these things in our conversation. And, you know, I, I literally feel like I need to be led by the hand at this point. And it was with her over the phone of about an hour and a half that I completely lost my shit. Weeping, sobbing, panic, attack, breathing. Just a complete breakdown. And she is able to reel me back in. She's able to tell me that I need to unplug from everything. I need to get back to the basics. I need to do a step one, two, three. I need to write down my list of fears. I need to get back to my self-love and my self-care. I have been overwhelmed, holding off on this breakdown until I got on the call with her. And I got to reel it back in, back to basics got to get my balance back. She then uh, had me go lay in my bed on the phone and took me through a guided meditation. Soothed me back, got me to take my anxiety from a level 10 to a level 5. And uh, you know, this is just one of the many gifts of recovery. That I'm not alone. I have a sponsor to call. I have people to call when I can get the courage to pick up that freaking phone. You know, looking back, this what I went through is uh, it's scary to think that for so many years of my life when I went through this you know I drank and drugged to oblivion I didn't have anyone to tell on myself I was ashamed of my thoughts and my feelings and I didn't have people to talk about what was going on and uh, the drinking and drugging like I said would get me to a place of oblivion of not thinking, of not feeling, of not being in my reality. And it's, it's scary to think that I could have gone through events like that, and I did go through events like that, on my own, and in my own head. But not anymore, not anymore, my friends. I don't have to do this alone. We don't have to do this alone. <sighs> Breathe. <laughs> Isn't it funny that something we do every day without thinking about, we breathe in, we breathe out all day long, all night long. And when I'm having a moment of anxiety or panic that I have to remind myself to breathe, to tell myself to breathe. Something that we all do without thinking about. So my sponsor brought me back to uh, a level five. She, uh, you know, gave me some amazing suggestions. She told me to take it easy to lay in my bed to listen to some meditations which I did that whole day Wednesday uh, I sobbed I wept, I shook my voice shook my body shook I begged God to remove my difficulties and to take care of my two friends because I'm powerless out of my control I put on some amazing uh, meditations on Spotify. I had a, you know, meditations and self-affirmations going all day, and I have, I have been playing them like six hours a day since Wednesday. Today is Sunday, <laughs> and it helps. You know, I need, I need to reinsert positivity into my head. I need to reinsert positive affirmations into my thought process and um, 
music and the guided meditations and, and the affirmations helped me with that. I also um, got back into journaling. Started uh, writing every morning. I had made some good decisions for myself. I decided that I need to pull back on some of my responsibilities. I needed to look for ways that I could reduce my workload and and I did. I made some decisions to work my to uh, reduce my workload just by that idea and thinking where can I pull back and it was actually quite easy. I just had to make that decision. So by pulling back on my workload gives me more time for myself because what this breakdown came down to perspective of my sponsor thank you Sabrina is that I have been so busy being of service working with others that I've left myself behind I've forgotten about the me time forgotten about my own self-care my own self-love and uh, a result of this breakdown has really been to how do I bring balance back into my life? How do I be of service to others? Take care of myself, self-love, physically, emotionally, mentally. How do I bring all of these things into a balancing act? And, and that is what I'm working on these days. So... Yeah, my, uh, my Wednesday, the complete day, was just, you know, unplugged from all social media, from my phone, just a day to myself. And, and since then, I have been experiencing, uh, let's say, in the, that breakdown was like an emotional relapse. And now I'm, I have been experiencing like an emotional hangover. My breakdown was on Wednesday, and I still feel physically, emotionally, and mentally depleted. I feel a hell of a lot better than I did on Wednesday. You know, on Wednesday I was at level 10 through the roof, and now I'm probably at a level 3, which is incredible. So I am better, but I still feel this hangover, this residual just depletion of my physical, emotional, and mental state. But I know this will pass. This too shall pass. And it is passing. I also had a great conversation with an upcoming guest, uh, Andrea from Inspiration Org. She's from Edmonton, Alberta. And uh, in our episode, we talk about uh, trauma, triggers, PTSD, healing techniques, and, uh, you know, a big part of uh, my recovery is talking about this, talking about what's going on. And uh, my disease doesn't want me to talk about it. My disease gives me shame. But... You know, just talking about it eases it. It takes some of its force away. It takes its power and cuts it down a notch just by speaking the words and saying what's going on. So I believe talking and is, a, is a huge part of my recovery, of my healing, of being honest and, and vulnerable and, and open with what's going on. So I, I had the pleasure of, of having a really good conversation and a recording with Andrea. So shout out to Andrea for, for being there and for listening to me and, and for the amazing suggestions that, that you gave me and the listeners. And uh, I just love you, girl. Thank you for, for just listening. And after this breakdown, I, I'm, I'm babying myself. <laughs> I 
I have to go back to the basics and that means you know less online activity learning to uh, go back to what do I need asking myself what do I need what do I want what do I want to do today what do I need to feel good what do I need to feel balanced how do I want to feel and it's actually quite surprising sometimes when I remember to ask myself this and think about it it's actually quite surprising what my own answer is sometimes I, I think a lot of times I just react and respond on or how the way I always have without even you know just out of habit when I can actually stop and go what do I need right now to bring peace back into my life the answer that I get is often very different than what I expected. So I've been doing a lot of prayer, a lot of meditation, talking with other people, getting out of myself, a lot of uh, you know pulling back from social media, from online activity. I have a, a lot of beautiful self-affirmations on my speaker, bouncing through my house all day eating, sleeping, getting a massage, finding ways that I can take back more time for myself, for my future self by reducing my workload. I actually reached out to a therapist that I haven't seen in over a year and scheduled an appointment with her this upcoming Friday. That's also a huge move for me and a huge act of self-love and self-care. And um, yesterday I, uh, I said this affirmation to myself literally hundreds of times and I will continue with it today. Today I will accept myself just as I am. Today I will love myself just as I am. Today I will affirm that I am a beautiful person just as I am and that something wonderful is going to happen. Today I will accept myself just as I am. I will love myself just as I am. I will affirm that I am a beautiful person just as I am and that something wonderful is going to happen literally said that to myself hundreds of times yesterday and I will continue saying this to myself today I want those thoughts to become my thoughts and uh, hopefully we'll see where this takes takes me on my self-love and self-healing journey over the next uh, weeks or months, but uh, I am going to make this a, a daily ritual. Uh, to top it all off, yesterday I, uh, I also watched a, a live streaming of Recovery Day BC, and uh, what an incredible event. Uh, a guest that was previously on our show, Lizzie Allen, shout out to Lizzie Allen was the host of this uh, online recovery event and it was so good to see her on um, on live tv hosting this event uh, where thousands and thousands of people from bc and canada and all over the world uh, were able to watch this event and witness all these different people in recovery working on the solution and bringing awareness to addiction and alcoholism and also honoring the people that have passed due to overdose and addiction and honoring their memories as well. So uh, yeah, I got to see Lizzie Allen on there who was uh, fun funkily dressed, let's say, <laughs> put it that way. Really great to see her and actually, now that I'm thinking about it, in her episode, previous episode with us from Madness to Meltdown, she told me that she uh, journaled every morning and made a wins list 
And that is something I have also been doing myself, my breakdown uh, every morning is writing a wins list. And uh, basically it's just a point form of things I feel that I won at the day before. What did I do that was a win yesterday? Positive things that I did for myself. Um, yeah, so shout out to Lizzie Allen and uh, oh, what a show. If you guys didn't see it, you uh, you missed out. But um, there was some a live performance by Mad Child. There was uh, an interview with Macklemore that was totally inspirational and moving. He, uh, wow, he he came on the the live stream live stream and uh, got very vulnerable with us. He told us uh, an incredible truth about himself and uh, actually reset his recovery date in front of thousands of people, which is absolutely incredible I think uh, just watching that watching his vulnerability it gave me strength to sit here and today with vulnerability talk about my emotional breakdown to you so thank you Macklemore for leading the way and for showing your vulnerability and uh, that courageous, courageous statement you did. You know, we're all just human. We are all human beings. We are all <sighs> progressing and we all only have one day at a time. So that was an incredible uh, event. And I have to mention that uh, this is September and carrying on with this month, we will be interviewing all Canadian guests to support this uh, Motion 40, M40, a movement that is at the government level in Canada to um, dedicate the month of September across all of Canada to Recovery Month, to Addictions Awareness Month, to, to be able to talk about these things, which is a huge stride for our country, for Canada to be making. If we can dedicate a month every year across the whole country to talk about addiction, to talk about mental health, to talk about alcoholism, to talk about recovery, I mean, this is just a, a massive service to our community. So um, we need all you Canadians, if you haven't done so already, to please visit www.recoverymonth.ca and vote yes to M40. So we will be uh, carrying on this month interviewing Canadian guests. We're going to be uh, interviewing Giuseppe later on from the Last Door Recovery and uh, talking to him and several other wonderful Canadian guests to um, do our part in raising awareness to, to this motion M40. So... So a shout out to um, Lizzie Allen from Hilarope, shout out to Andrea from Inspiration Org for, for taking the time to talk with me and um, to our upcoming guest Giuseppe. Thank you all for being here today. I feel better just talking about this right now in this recording and uh, I hope that this resonates with somebody out there and that you know that you do not have to be alone we are in this together we recover together and if you are experiencing anything like I just shared please reach out talk to somebody be vulnerable it's okay to talk about this stuff we got to get it out of ourselves and out into the open I love you all so much. Thank you for being a part of my recovery. And until the next time, stay sober, stay safe, and to thine own self be true.
Ladies and gentlemen, if you have always wanted to make your very own podcast, we encourage you to check out Anchor. If you have a message or a theme you would like to convey to the world, Anchor is an extremely easy-to-use application. It's user-friendly, and it's absolutely free. So check out Anchor and get started on your own podcast today. Ladies and gentlemen, fellows, friends, families of us, uh, thank you for being here and for being part of the Soberoso podcast. I think it is an important topic to once again remind you um, about depression and mental health matters and issues. If you or someone you love uh, might be in a depression, um, here are some of the red flags that you can look out for. If your appetite changes and you start eating more or less than your normal habits, this could be a red flag. Your sleeping habits change if you find yourself sleeping a lot or not sleeping as much with insomnia, another red flag. If you uh, are no longer enjoying the things you used to enjoy, going out with your friends, socializing, sex, Things you used to enjoy no longer give you joy. This could be a red flag as well. If you have an overall feeling of helplessness and hopelessness and loom and doom and gloom, or you cry very easily, also could be causes and signs of depression and something going on with you. So please do not hesitate to reach out to your doctor and um, tell them what's going on with you. I would also recommend that your doctor be somebody that you trust. If you are an uh, an addict in recovery or an alcoholic in recovery, be sure to tell your doctor that you are and make sure to double check your prescriptions that they are not habit forming and addictive forming. Um, And if you don't feel good with the information your doctor is providing you, do not hesitate to get a second opinion. This is a tricky business, especially if you are a recovering addict or alcoholic, and um, we don't want to awaken that addiction. But we also don't want you to suffer with depression. So seek outside help. Soberoso is a community that embraces all types of recovery, programs, and methods. And an important part of staying clean and sober is helping one another to have a sense of belonging. The disease of alcoholism and drug addiction affects people of all ages, many different races, and professional backgrounds. This illness has no boundaries. Recovery can come in many different forms as well, and we want to include them all. What works for me and what works for you can be two completely different things. Regardless of how you are staying clean and sober, we want you to join us in sharing our passion for recovery. The ultimate purpose of Soberoso is to get the message of recovery out and heard by as many people as possible. We want you to know that if you are suffering with addiction, if you are suffering with alcoholism, or if you are just beginning to think that you might have a problem, that you do not have to continue living like this and you are not alone. There are many people who have completely turned their lives around, and we are going to hear some of their stories of overcoming incredible hurdles and how they did it. How they went from a place of hopelessness and utter darkness and literally crawled out of the gutter in some cases. People like you and me are getting sober every day. People are getting clean every day. People are deciding that enough is enough and today is the day I do something about it. 
At Soberosa, we want to build the recovery community up. We want to unite with our brothers and sisters who are already in recovery and doing incredible things and share a message of hope. We want those that are feeling alone in the disease to know that there is a huge community of people who were once in your shoes and are now living happy, fulfilling lives beyond their wildest dreams without drugs and alcohol. We want you to know that there are many fellows and friends that want to reach out their hands to you and embrace you with open arms in recovery. We can and do recover together. We do not have to suffer in silence alone. We are recovering out loud so others don't have to suffer in silence. So please join us in sharing our passion for recovery. We invite you to reach out to us. The best place to find all of our contact info and the projects we are involved in is at www.soberoso.com. You will find our Soberoso shop on our website where we sell recovery-related merch. And you can join us in sharing our passion for recovery by wearing your sobriety with our his and hers t-shirts, hoodies, and tank tops. You will also find written recovery stories with before and after pictures, Zoom meetings, and you can listen to our podcast directly from our website. This podcast is a labor of love and passion that takes many hours of work to bring to you. If you like what we are doing and feel moved to do so, there is also a red donate button on our website called Show Us Some Love. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Soberoso. If you would like to be a guest on the show or get in touch with us, please send us an email at info at Soberoso.com. We love to hear from our listeners, so if you would like to ask us a question, suggest a topic for discussion, or leave us a word of encouragement, you can send us a voice message by going to Anchor and using the Send Message button on the Soberoso podcast page. <laughs>